Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while. Welcome back to Books and Brunch. It's our February edition. Wow, we're already in February. Actually, we're I almost know, in March. The, I was going to say, the end of February <laughs> is wild. Like, where has the time gone? Mm, it's passing it by way too quickly, right? I know. So crazy. So today we're here talking about a brand new book um, by Hank Philippi Ryan called One Wrong Word, which is a mouthful to say. Say that a thousand times. Yeah, I was unsure when we started this. I was like, well, how do we, how do, how does that play into the story? Uh-huh. Um, but I really love the author uses that phrase on multiple occasions. Yes. Um, so it's not necessarily like ties into the storyline, mm-hmm. uh, but it does play into the text itself which I found interesting an interesting take on it yes and because it is set in the Boston area slash New England we get a little dabble of New England we decided to do Boston cream donuts but pie like the whole play on Boston cream and of course we went to Dunkin Donuts shout out Dunkin (laughs) thank you and Boston cream is like my go-to if we get donuts. Like yep. Krispy Kreme is one thing you get traditional glaze, but Duncan, I am a Boston cream girl. Yep, Ronnie loves um, Boston cream. Jackson now and, loves Boston cream. Right, and then I couldn't just get for me, so I ended up getting an entire dozen of donuts, mm-hmm. which are half gone. Um, that's what happens when you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I took my photos for our episode. And um, and then had a donut, and the kids have gone to town on them. Um, but yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But if you're not aware, Boston cream traditionally is like you get um, the pie crust, and then it's a custard filling, and then like a creamy custard, and then the chocolate pudding topping. Um, Delicious. Yes, I prefer, so I don't love Boston cream pie. Um, I prefer it like more in a cakey form because custard Mm -hmm. is, just the texture of custard can be a little mm, not fun for me. And so I like having some like (laughs) cakey-ness wrapped up in it. It almost feels like when you eat it in cake form reminds me of those like poke cakes mm-hmm. that you would like yes. to make a cake and then poke mm-hmm. holes in the top and pour yes. whatever on top, right? Yes. Pudding or Cool Whip or whatever. That's what Boston cream pie, the cake form feels like yes. to me. It's mm-hmm. very, people don't like this word, very moist. Yes. There's lots of flavor and it's yeah. not like a single texture across the board. Right. <clears throat> exactly. Um, but we could have done all kinds of options for snacks to go with this theme. We thought about Fluffernutters, which Delicious. is one of Kay and I's favorite snacks. 
<laughs> I, I know we really do. So Karen and I have seen, we've seen it a couple of times, mm-hmm. then make like a peanut butter and fluff sandwich, which if you don't know, is marshmallow cream um, in spreadable form. It's delicious. Yes. Um, but we've seen it in a, in um, a peanut butter and fluff or peanut butter and jelly made into French toast. Yes. Which for me, things like pancakes and French toast and waffles is like dessert for breakfast. Yeah. Um, and then you add in peanut butter and fluff, and it's just like straight sugar. Yes. I don't know that I could do syrup on that. I don't know that you need to do syrup. I think you just do some confectioner's sugar, and then you're good. Mm, delicious. I know. Melty deliciousness. Our other option was cannolis, which is traditionally mm-hmm. like a um, shell, like a pastry shell with um, ricotta or um, uh, mascarpone cheese with sugar. Um, and then you mm-hmm. can add other like flavorings. So traditionally, that's just mascarpone, ricotta, and um, sugar. <clears throat> but you can add like pistachios chocolate chips peanut butter um they do all kinds all kinds and um boston has a very famous bakery mike's pastries shout out mike's pastries that has like no lie like 40 plus flavor cannolis oh my gosh it's amazing and they're huge they're huge i mean they're like eclair size So, like, my first thought was, you need to take me to Boston. We need to, like, yeah. girls trip. We need to go to Boston. And then it would be, like, when we went to the co-op here in Charlotte, yeah. and we got fro- we got a flight of frozen yeah. rosé. And it was like, well, if it's a flight, they're little. They're, like, little four-ounce cups. We'll each get a flight, and we'll try all of the different things. Can you imagine going into Mike's Pastries and being like, hmm, I can't decide. We'll get a flight of <laughs> Exactly. And we sit there mm-hmm. ready to vomit because we've eaten so much sugar. sugar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have, oh, so no. the other thing is like, I mean, it's, we're talking Italian pastries, of course, which you would find anywhere, but Boston is famous for their North End, which I think New York City has like a similar area of New York City that's like very Italian, but they have like ricotta pie at Mike's Pastry, which is, oh my God. You didn't really love it when I gave you a piece, but I didn't. That's okay. <laughs> but so there's ricotta pies and all the things. I mean, lobster tails and shrivedel, oh, which is one of my favorite. Which was one of my favorite Italian pastries. It's just like the so it's like a lobster tail if you know anything. So it's that like flaky pastry um, with cream inside. So it's just a different shape, basically. Right, okay. <clears throat> um, and then the other thing that we didn't mention that could have been an option for our snack is chocolate chip cookies because that's the national cookie of Massachusetts. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, we just did chocolate chip cookies, too. Exactly. So okay. that's why I didn't bring Which it up to you. probably why. I was going to say. Yeah. That makes sense why you didn't mention that one because we literally just did chocolate chip cookies. Yep, but they do spend some time uh, in Vermont, so we could have done something with Vermont maple syrup. <laughs> I mean, the options are endless. Right? (laughs) I know. So I did donuts this morning. Um, I have a 
an adult lunchable at my table right now, and I just have salami and some sliced Munster and little crackers, and I sliced up the remnants of a red bell pepper to munch on. Because um, my plan is when we're done recording, I'm not leaving the camper. I'm going to sit out here for a half hour and enjoy the quiet. There you go. Um, although right now it's fairly quiet in our house, uh, but Josh is working on his project on the pergola, and um, it is not quiet out there. So <laughs> the door is open. Mm. Sarah's on standby in case he falls off the roof. God oh, forbid. Um, I should be able to hear him. If something was to happen. Yeah, I would uh, think so. But they've got ears open, so. Mm-hmm. So we did buy Boston cream donuts, but um, we got, so we got a half a dozen. So Rhonda got four Boston creams, and then we wanted chocolate frosted with sprinkles, but they're out. Mm-hmm. So I got sour cream because I like those. Um and so I felt like I had to take one of those since I chose one of those. So that's what I'm munching on. But it's still Dunkin' and Boston. So delicious. And I'm not a coffee drinker. And I got a nice coffee this morning, caramel mm-hmm. iced coffee. Mm-hmm. And I got home and Josh is like, you got coffee? And I'm like, I do drink it on occasion. I do like Dunkin'. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I like Starbucks. I like both of them. But I'm not traditionally a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. I'm a hot tea drinker. In the morning, and I thought, if we're going to Dunkin', it's 9.30 in the morning. I'm going to get a coffee. We'll get a coffee. It's a nice yeah. little splurge. Mm-hmm. And then I will just inhale water the rest of the day and hope that I can sleep tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Um, I really, yes. so I, I like that you brought up the phrasing that um, the author puts in there of one wrong word. So she throws it in pretty, like, Randomly, which I love, because then you're like, oh, there it is. Um, Ronnie traditionally has this, like, game he plays of, like, how soon in a movie the movie title is. And so I feel like when I'm reading, I sort of play that game of, like, how many times is the um, the title going to be in the book? <clears throat> oh, okay. And so I, I think it was in there, like, three, at least three or four times. I was going to say, I, I think it was three. It might have been four. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times do you look for it to be in a, in something that you're reading? Um, I think when it's something, like, obscure like that, I'm more likely to look for it harder. Okay. Um, but something less like, I'm trying to think what we read last. We read... Oh my god, that's bad that I can't even remember. Well, Do you okay, like so one of the of one of the books that I just read recently was Local Woman Missing, and like I didn't find so that was not something that I necessarily like looked for because of how the book was set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I don't know. Maybe like subconsciously, sometimes I do it more than others, but. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I certainly pick it. I don't necessarily look for it as much as I do, like, notice it when it comes through. Uh-huh. Um, now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I think I kind of do. I don't know that I search for it, but I do think it kind of piques your brain. You're like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I just feel like they used it more mm-hmm. than average mm-hmm. throughout the novel versus mm. seeing it like once at the end. And I thought you know it was, I mean? yeah, and it was in different contexts each time. So yes, and said by different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess one of the questions I was thinking about was, like, have you ever felt like you had like moments where if I say one wrong word, this could go south? Yeah. Yes, and I think that too. My ADHD. A lot of times, my brain works. My mouth works faster than my brain, mm. and it is very much an insert foot and mouth moment. Um, and it can be very hurtful. Like, mm-hmm. I love your husband, but sometimes I'm like, dude, <laughs> why would you say that? Um, mm-hmm. But. If I pull back and look at the bigger picture as someone who struggles with ADHD, it may just have been that his mouth moved faster than his brain. And before his brain could be like, stop, do not say that, (laughs) it's already exited his mouth, Mm -hmm. wanting you to punch him. (laughs) Yeah. Or me to punch him. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. like... Yes. So, yes, I think for sure I've had moments where I'm like, I really have to keep my mouth shut because this could really spiral the wrong way uh, because I just have not paused or thought through what is going to exit in my mouth. Um, so I'm going to yeah. give a little context because I want to go deeper with that a little bit. Okay. So we in the book, we learn that Ned Bannister has been charged with a hit and run um, <clears throat> like vic- vehicular homicide case and um, his wife has hired, well, he gets acquitted and his wife has hired yeah. um, Arden Ward, who is like a PR specialist, a public relations specialist to sort of like um, reestablish their name and family and to sort of protect their family from reporters and that kind of thing. And so, Meanwhile, like, stuff happens, and Arden's sort of, like, trying to figure out some of the mystery of the case and why this one says this thing and that one says that thing. So it becomes sort of a mystery, and then Ned's attorney gets hit by a car and seriously injured. And so they start looking at Ned again, and then it spurs this whole further mystery. So my follow-up question to that is, have you ever felt like you were in a situation that if you said the wrong word, it could have jeopardized somebody's safety? Um, No, not that it would have jeopardized someone's safety. I I guess maybe. Um, My brain immediately goes to the relationship that I have with my mom and her husband. Um, Not to be like, here's my life story, but my my mom and her husband lived next door to us for quite a while. And um, I had just given birth to my third child, and my older two children had come home from spending time at their house, and... um, basically explained to us that my stepfather, my mom's husband, had showed them what, as an adult, I know, as pornography. And um, 
it was a very intricate dance. Like mm-hmm. we, my first goal and priority was always to protect our kids, and we had to put some walls up and boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think, I was more afraid that if I didn't say something, he would get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we told everything that we knew, absolutely everything. Um, and at the end of the story, he did get away with it. Um, the state basically patted us on our head and was like, oh, you poor thing. He was negligent. Um, but the state reached out to him and said that he was found not guilty of any negligence in the care of our children. Um, so I do, I think I did feel like in that instance, if I didn't speak up, I was more concerned of the outcome versus if I didn't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of an, in, in, of an instance where I needed to be quiet to keep someone safe. Mm-hmm. And that, so in our book, both are at play, right? Like that some yeah. people need to tell the truth. Um, and just, and Arden sort of pushes that, like, you need to tell me everything, no matter what. Um, yeah. The only way this works is with honesty, complete yeah. honesty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the person that lies to her the entire time. And then there's parts where it's said, like, watch what you say, because we've got to make sure that we're keeping this one safe and that one safe. And mm-hmm. So I think it's said in both contexts in the book, and that's, I don't know. I was very, um, it's so tricky to not give things away with this book, I think, because because of the context of the original lawsuit that Ned faces in, I guess it's not a lawsuit, in criminal charges and being prosecuted for vehicular homicide. Um, I just, the twists in this, I did not expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I mean, they make perfect sense when they go through and explain them and you're like, oh my gosh, well, that explains why he never mm-hmm. saw that person or mm-hmm. I, I just... My brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> my brain really did piece some things together. And um, I also had a moment like an epiphany and then I was wrong <laughs> in my assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think that's the way they kind of mm-hmm. lead you into like maybe piecing this in as a puzzle piece, but it's not accurate. And we do find out in the end um, and I know you are just shy of finishing and we're recording, so I'm going to go into that. Um, because I think early in our podcast, we were very quick to be like, let me spill all the beans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe sometimes in an older novel that maybe was on our to-read list, mm-hmm. I think that's probably fine to do. Sure. In this case, this novel, One Wrong Word, was just released February 6th, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is um, a first reads for us early in its like infancy and in mm-hmm. its release. And so I certainly don't want to spill the beans to those who have not 
yet had a chance to read it because what a waste that would be. Yes. Um, but yeah. What I will say is that I, throughout the book, never sort of had theories of my own, but really like, where are we going with this? Like, where is this going? Okay. Um. Yeah. And I don't know why... Unless it's just where, like, my brain is at right now that I just didn't have the, like, energy to sort of play the guessing game um, or to, like, put puzzle pieces together. But I was kind of like, hmm, okay. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, Okay. Yeah. I was just looking through to see if they had any, like, questions. But I don't see any in the Kindle. Copyright info acknowledgement. Well, so Arden gets fired from her job for false accusations and is forced to, um, like, lie and say that she's quitting. She's resigning. Um, and so... Well, and so, but he comes to her and says, you, we, you... We got wind that you were in a an intimate relationship with a coworker. Mm-hmm. You smell like the perfume whoever wears, and it must have been given to you. And that's kind of his signature move. And she's like, absolutely not. Um, but they really like force her hand and are like, if you don't leave on your own volition, like mm-hmm. it's not going to end well. Um, <clears throat> which I can only imagine how that feels like been like you're wrong but I still have to eat it and Mm. step out so have you ever been in a situation like that I feel like I was fired um unsubstantially I got pregnant with Ami and I had spent six months or so on pretty heavy medication to like fix me Um, So I could get pregnant and they made me, the medications made me so, 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 so sick, like nauseous and the other end. And and my previous job would have simply asked for a doctor's note. Hey, look, Mm -hmm. this is what she's taking. These are the side effects. And they would have called it a day. Mm -hmm. Um, They wouldn't have said anything at all. Like, Mm -hmm. they would have said, well, it's a medical thing. We can't, they're not, you're not allowed to say, right? Right, Like, it's a medical thing. It's HIPAA violations. Like, Mm -hmm. let her be. Um, And then where I was working, um, never did ask for any of that. I actually offered it. And I said, do you need any documentation from my doctor? Because this is what's, you know, this is what I'm taking and this is what's happening and these are my side effects and this is what I'm struggling with. Um, and so I was let go and they let me go because my numbers were poor the previous month. The day they let me go, I was number four out of like 75 people in our sales department. And, um, they still let me go. And I said, if they were so desperate to keep me as they said they were, they would have moved me down the hall of customer service because my reviews were incredible. I had people that just like spouted about me. They were great. Um, and my direct supervisor cried when he had to walk me out the door. Mm. And I felt, I felt bad for him. I mean, I obviously felt bad for me. Um, 
but it was like, wait a second, I have plans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My plan was to work through my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I was let go mid-March. So I was maybe eight weeks along or nine weeks along um, when they let me go. Uh, By no means fairly. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, that was a rough one for sure. When I was you? You ever... mm-hmm. when I was in college, I worked at a hair salon as like the evening secretary or receptionist, rather. <clears throat> and um, for several nights a week, the count would be off, and so they started accusing me of stealing, and I was like, "I'm not. Like that's not something that I would do. Like I don't know why the." the counter the count is short and so I had a vacation planned and I was like I was only 18 and I was having like heart palpitations and my mom was like you don't need that like you're young like you don't need to be working like it's fine and questioning your character and right so I put in my notice and said like after my vacation I won't be returning um And what I later found out was that the day receptionist was actually stealing and, like, trying to, like, pin it on me. So she would sit and do the count with me. And then somehow, I don't know how she did it because I'm too naive (laughs) to that sort of, like, behavior. How do you get away with that? But, um, But, yeah. So that was like a situation where I felt like I was sort of forced to like, otherwise I really enjoyed it. Like I love watching people getting their hair done. And what I will say is I did not miss the like drama because, you know, a bunch of women together is just anyway. Yeah. Um, But like it was, it was an easy job. Like I would schedule people and then like they would pay for products and, and their, hair stuff um right <clears throat> but yeah not worth it to me <laughs> no not at all nope oh my gosh mm-hmm. people can be so quick to mm-hmm. point, point blame and wild. Mm-hmm. well it's an easy target because i was new i was the newest person and so who do you trust? The yeah. person who's been there for years or the person who just started for like a couple of weeks? So. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And oh, I think goodness. that's Arden was too smart in what she did. And so she became um, a problem. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And so, yeah, he put his foot down and was like, sorry, gotta go. But he did, he did like... <clears throat> it did feel a little bit like Olive Branch, but mm-hmm. the flip side of it is it kind of felt like, well, I'll give you a dirty job to do before you leave. But he passes Turns... it off like an Olive Branch. Yeah. Like, yeah. we'll give you one last thing and you can make some cash before you head out. And um, But it really just turns out to be a cluster. Mm-hmm. Dirty is the least of the... <laughs> seriously mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, I'm so i'm like i i don't 
I want to keep talking, but I'm like, I don't know what else I want to say that doesn't give stuff away. Do you have questions? Um, let me we'll see. I'm on my phone, so let's see. <clears throat> Did you think of any questions while you were like reading? Um, have you ever been in a situation so Arden at one point is in the woods walking with a little boy who is Ned's stepson and um, she comes across um, a vehicle and she assumes that they are up to no good mm-hmm have you ever made an assumption like that? And then you're like, oh, I was not right. I'm sure. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on like a specific <clears throat> situation. Um, right. But I get suspicious of a lot of things and probably are unwarranted just because of like what I do and... Um, but I can't think of a specific situation where I'm trying to think. Yeah. How about you? Um, I mean, I'm sure I have. Um, I found a link for study guide questions or, oh, here's, here's a good one. Have you ever had someone start an unfair rumor about you? Mm. I can't think of one necessarily. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind really is like being accused of like stealing. Um, The manager took me out out back like several times and asked me and that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, it's when you're like taken aside like that, that's, you know, it's never good. (laughs) They're not saying that to like praise you. So I feel like that would be like my example that I can think of right away, but um, not like otherwise, I don't think. Right. I um, was accused of being anorexic in high school. Um, I was so thin, like 95 pounds soaking wet, thin. Um, And everyone made assumptions. And I heard, I heard that rumor constantly Mm. or people whispering. And I'm like, are you, do you not watch me? And even if like you were in the same lunch bell that I had, like, whatever but it's one of those things that like it didn't matter Mm -hmm. what I said because it's just my word against a couple hundred students or a thousand students I don't even know how many students were in our high school but um it did feel very unfair because they didn't know Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. at the end of the day Mm -hmm. where my friends knew because they spent time with me I just was at a stage in I do miss this part about being a teenager. I really could eat just about anything and not gain any weight. <laughs> that I do would miss be nice. that part of being a teenager. 
I would never want to be 100 pounds again. Mm-mm. Like, I was so thin. Um, I had trouble finding clothes that fit me because I was in double zeros. My goodness. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. I, I mean, I was so, so skinny. Um, but it was a hard stereotype to, mm-hmm. like, try to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there are 15 questions here, and I'm tempted to say pick a number, 1 through 15. Okay. Eight. Eight. Um, ooh. Arden understands the power of social media and knew when they were on Ned's trail, and it was a newspaper that dubbed Ned the parking garage killer. Do you follow the coverage of high-profile trials? Oh. This this question was made for me. Right? <laughs> Why are we interested in those? And do you ever think or feel sorry for the families of those who are charged? Okay. So, yes, I do follow high-profile cases. Um, I watched the Alex Murdaugh trial on court TV, um, Mm -hmm. mostly fully. Currently, I have been watching, so there is a case out of New Hampshire. Talk about a New England connection here. So my mom used to tell me about this because there was this little girl, Harmony Montgomery, that went missing in 2019. And it was a big deal because it brought up this controversy between, um, like, DSS, DCF, you know, it's different in every state what they call them, but the social service unit that is, like, child protective services. So in because her mom lived in Massachusetts and dad lived in New Hampshire. So they the controversy was that they didn't uh, communicate to be like, who is following this child? Um, like and their whereabouts and how she's being taken care of and et cetera, et cetera. So my mom okay. had always talked about this case and they have finally brought the dad, Adam Montgomery, to trial for murdering her. Um, they still have not found her body because he is an absolute denial that he's done anything. Um, but his trial was 11 days. Um, it just ended, um, maybe like this past week. I can't remember which day necessarily, maybe Wednesday, the jury came back with the verdict. Um, and so he has been, charged and now convicted of second degree murder and like messing with a corpse and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so that has been a trial that's kind of like sucked me in. Um, I've not been able to watch it sort of like live, but court TV is a great resource people, um, Mm -hmm. that you can watch like clips and live trials and that kind of stuff. So I've been going back and like listening to some of the testimony, um, and then the second question was why, right? Why yeah, why are we interested in them? Um, I think because they, so for Alex Murdaugh, I was really connected to that because I worked in South Carolina and the good old boys um, system is very present in South Carolina still. And so I sort of understood what was going on. And so that like caught my eye. Plus, I have this, like, I work in the forensic population, and so that stuff, like, really intrigues me anyway. 
And then mm-hmm. um, for Harmony Montgomery, I think there's a couple of things. One, like just my interest. Two, it still like has this connection with my mom a little bit because my mom had told me about this story. And her case is so horrific. It's just like unimaginable and you want to like bring someone to justice for it. I mean, he sure. stored her for two months <laughs> before we don't know oh what happened gosh. to her body. For months, months, and he well, manipulated. How, how, how did they know that they stored her somewhere if they um, never found her? So there's DNA evidence in the places that she was stored. Um, his okay. wife, who they're still currently married, but she—I'm surprised they're not divorced yet. Maybe that's in the works. Um, is like witness to the murder and him moving the body but he purposefully said i don't want you to know where i'm taking her Mm. so that she couldn't tell that piece yeah um and so i think that that just like it's just horrific the things that he did to her body that i mean even the way that he murdered her just because of being frustrated because she was peeing like (laughs) they were living out of a car and she would just pee like she couldn't hold it and he got mad and punched her repeatedly in the head oh my gosh um and anyway (laughs) so I think I just have this like intrigue factor by it all and then I just am interested in the legal system and that kind of stuff um as for whether I have felt bad for the families Absolutely, because the families don't necessarily have control over what their defendant sure. uh, family member did. I mean, even in the Harmony case, um, his uncle testified against him, and you could just tell how difficult it was for him, but that he knew what happened was wrong and that he had to say something. And so yeah. you see, like, the heartbreak of this like tension of like this is my nephew this is my son this is my whatever this is my blood and yeah but right they killed my niece or whatever right 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 oh, my goodness yeah yeah i'm with you i certainly do feel for the families um i mean the families of the victims and the families of those being mm-hmm. prosecuted um because they are also losing loved ones and just because mm-hmm. they did something terrible doesn't mean that they weren't loved right. uh, whether it's by you know parents or siblings or spouses um, I'm sure I mean I can only imagine the emotional toil it you know and damage that it does mm-hmm. um, I think I, I think something like that could be very hard to forgive Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean in the past that they did not care for that person. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be devastating for them also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, fragrance plays a big role in this novel. Do you have a favorite perfume or does someone you know have or had a signature scent? 
Um, I have some scents that I like. So for like body sprays, my go-to is Japanese Cherry Blossom. Um, I really like that. Um, as for perfumes, um, I'm less uh, married to a particular one. I'm like okay to try something, but I, I am like I prefer like flowery, softer scents versus like stronger scents. My mom really loved like um. Oh, Elizabeth Arden's Red Door, I think it was, which, I mean, my mom loved these, like, really strong scents. One of her favorite scents more recently was, like, the Burberry one. And she also, before she, so when she was here, we went to Sephora, and she um, said she'd heard some good things about Rihanna's new scent. I can't remember what it's called now. And so we, like, tried it. And it was way too strong for me. My mom was like, I love this. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, I prefer to go to the more, like, softer scents, more subtle scents, flowery. Yeah. I don't really love powdery scents, but more of the, like, um, flowery, I would say. Okay. See, and I lean uh, a little stronger. I do like scents that have a note of, like, vanilla or something mm. deeper. Um, I, for years, I wore a Britney Spears scent that I can't find anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it was phenomenal. I, I mean, I wore it for 10 or 12 years. I wore it a lot. Um, and then for quite a while, I wore... Uh, it's called Belong. It's by Celine Dion, and they don't make it anymore. Um, Josh actually found a bottle sealed in its, like, hard plastic. Uh, he bought it for me for Christmas, but you could tell, like... It was aged. I love him, and the idea was so, so sweet. But, like, I wish he would have packaged it better because it was still in its hard plastic case, but it was, like, yellowed because it had just been <laughs> yeah. for so long. Um, but so I have a brand new bottle of that. Uh, but before I got that, I was trying to find something mm-hmm. because I was like, I, I mean, I've picked like odds and ends and, you know, tried different things at like TJ Maxx or somewhere that you can like walk in and spray it and not spend $70 on a bottle of perfume. Mm-hmm. And I do have one that I picked up that was like $15 and I keep that in my toiletry bag. It's nice to take and just like, if I lose it, I lose it. If I don't, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I had ordered several samples of perfumes from um, fragrance.net and I ordered a couple, like three or four different ones. One is a Jimmy Choo fragrance called Illicit. The other that I really loved, I really loved it. I liked it better than the Jimmy Choo one, um, was a Taylor Swift scent called Enchanted. Mm. Um like, I put it on and was like, oh, my gosh, I, I really like this. Um, and I was like, I think I'm, I'm going to order this one. I think this is mm-hmm. a great smell for me. And I went online, and I realized that Fragrance.net was selling samples, um, but the scent itself had been discontinued like three years ago. Oh. <laughs> and you can't get it. And those who have it to sell it are, are astronomical, like more than $100 oh for a bottle. Um, I was so 
sad that I was like, there's got, there's got to be a way for me to figure this Mm. out. I'm gonna, I was like, I will buy all the samples. I don't care. Like, I just was like (laughs) obsessed with it. Um, and so finally what I did is I decided to just order the Jimmy Choo one. It's called illicit. It's, it's beautiful. Um, it is a little stronger, uh, but I like that it, it does fade over the course of the day. Like I don't have any on now, but like I put some on the other night and my like six hours, like Josh was like, Oh, you smell nice. But it wasn't like, I just put that on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does fade really nicely. But so I ended up giving the samples to Sarah. I had two of them, two of these samples of this Taylor Swift one. And even now she'll like put it on and I'm like, Oh man, you're wearing the Taylor Swift one. I could just, it's just instant. I know mm-hmm. immediately. And I'm like, tag on it. Why did she have to cancel it? Mm-hmm. Um, and she has other ones out. And so I might, I might try those, but I would love a signature set. My grandma had, um, Oh gosh, I have it written down. I can't remember now what it's called. Um, but she had something that she wore and that was her, like, you know, you just bury your face in her shirt when you were a kid and mm. you knew that that was what she smelled like. Mm. Um, I want that. Like, I want <laughs> something that, like, my grandbabies will come hug me and be like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to, I want to have, be that familiar mm have that moment of familiarity mm-hmm. uh, it's like walking into like your grandparents house and you're like nope this smells the same mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. smells like them mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I prefer roller so balls many... though so I'm I like the roller balls because they're uh, just yeah. less messy and... yeah I mean they're quick and easy to take along mm-hmm. with you and toss in your bag and do you have a certain place that you put your perfume um, so I am not a person, I know I have a, a couple of friends that have like a collection and they like pick which one they want to wear every day. Um, oh, I no. don't do that. I like, okay, this is my one that I have and this is what I'm going to use until it's out. And then I'll like move on to the next one. Um, right. so it's just in my bathroom, like next to my deodorant. No, no. I mean a place on your body. Oh, oh. Yeah, so I do um, like either three sprays or like an X on my, both my wrists and then on my neck. Okay. Because I I also use body spray. So I use perfume and then body spray that I do like everywhere. Oh, okay. Okay. I like to put perfume on before and um, uh, maybe a little extra before and after I put on clothes. So, like, if I'm getting ready, I might put a spray on my wrist and I tap it on my thighs because they say to put it on, like, pressure points or places that you're warm. And my, I'm like, I think I'm just warm-natured anyway. Mm. Um, But my legs are always so warm. And so I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm going to smell nice, I'm going to put it places that I'm warm. So I might, like, tap it on my wrist and then put it on my legs. And then when I get dressed, I will do my wrist and my neck. And I might tuck one, sounds so weird to say out loud, I might, like, spray up underneath my shirt Mm. just because I am more natured. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like sometimes it's less obtrusive, intrusive Mm. for people when it's, Mm -hmm. like, smothered a little bit under my clothes. Mm. Um, But I get complimented all the time, so, like, (laughs) I must must be doing something right. (laughs) Um, 
but I, yeah, but no, I actually have someone, where was I? I was, I don't remember where I was. I was thrift something. I was out. And a woman walked past me and she was like, you smell so good. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Um, but I've, I've told people too, I went to a concert with Connie and this younger girl walked up behind me and I didn't see her, but I smelled her. And I turned and I was like, you smell so nice. And she's like, I always keep a little thing in my purse because, I mean, we're in a room packed with people. And she's mm. like, too many people smell like B.O. to not smell nice. Mm, that's true. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I do. Or feet. B.O. and feet. Yes. I mean, those spaces are warm. And that was, I, I got so overheated in there that I ended up leaving <laughs> early because I just, I was so overheated mm-hmm. and they had good airflow, but where we were was just so we weren't getting airflow mm-hmm. and, um, I just, I couldn't hang. I was like, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I like sometimes. So if I'm like going out, so they have some body sprays that have sparkle in them. And so oh, I, I like to have about. like sparkle on my like chest or uh, if I have like a sleeveless something, um, yeah. I put it on my like arms um, just to have that little extra sparkle. Yeah. And it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. I get that. I totally get that. I really like the smell of hair products. So like sometimes people like even like shampoo or somebody's like when you hug somebody and you can smell their hair. Like that, I love mm-hmm. that that scent. That's probably like a more eye-catching scent to me than someone's perfume sometimes. No, absolutely. I was always so jealous when I was a teenager, especially. Um, my parents did not have money, and they certainly, I mean, we had five kids in our house. We went through a lot of shampoo and conditioner, and my parents did not splurge on that. We got the cheapest Suave. of things. Suave. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I was always, there were girls in high, there was a girl in my, one of my classes in high school that I, she had to have used herbal essences every single day mm-hmm. and she just smelled so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really wish I could have that. So I just, um, I just tried a new hair product, um, that, so I get these Ipsy bags, shout out Ipsy. And so you get like sometimes full size samples of products and so I got a new it's a heat guard blow cream that you put in your hair before you blow dry your hair okay so I like put it in I was like oh my gosh this smells so good yes (laughs) so that attracts me to to like hair products particularly when they smell yeah no that's very true that's very Mm -hmm. true Sarah has confiscated I have um a curl cream that has like argan oil and stuff mm. in it. Um, that's really great for like curl retention and keeping them not frizzy and whatever. And, mm-hmm. but it smells like mango and Ooh. it is so good. Like you need like <laughs> the smallest bit. And I, mm-hmm. the other day I got out of the shower and I was like, where's my, where's my, where's my stuff? Dang <laughs> on it, Sarah. And um, what she doesn't know is that I bought it. I bought some for Ami, so he has some in his drawer in the bathroom. But she didn't know that, so she took mine. And I was like, "Child, 
Um, that belongs to me. Although we are past the point of her stealing my shampoo conditioner, which is way worse to me. Like no one wants to get in the shower, be wet Mm, and be like, where is my stuff? Where is, where is my Mm -hmm. conditioner? Where is my shampoo? Like I could do with conditioner without it. I would just put it on after I got out of the shower. Right. I might use less of it so I don't have to rinse it, but like, I don't want to get in the shower and be soaking wet and be like, where's my shampoo? Where's my body wash? Where's my razor? Mm-hmm. Come on, kid. Like, mm-hmm. what in the world? So we've been better about that. That's good. Thank goodness. <laughs> Small wins. From Small all wins. Every... <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So what are you reading now? I... So I... Oh, I wrote it down. Um, Let me back out and see if I can find the name of it. It's a rom com something. <clears throat> um, it's called Come Again by Lauren Blakely. Ooh. And I'm like 53% of the way in. Um, let me see if I can pull up the Come Again. Oh, apparently that's an elevation song with Maverick City Worship. Yes. <laughs> Go again. Lauren. Not Lauren Hill. Wow, that's apparently that's a Lauren Hill song too. Oh. Blakely. Um, let's see. On Amazon it has four and a half stars and twelve hundred reviews. Mm. Um, apparently I bought it back in October and I'm just reading it now. Um, it says there are three words most men can't resist. Resist. I dare you. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. And so it says, so when my buddy said, I bet you can't get that girl to kiss you before the night ends, I proved them wrong. Um, essentially this guy runs a company he had a dating app for a while and mm-hmm. heard so many terrible stories of women on dating apps and all of the photos they receive and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that he created a company that hosts like exclusive dating events, like oh. not speed dating, but kind of speed dating. Sure. And he background checks people. Oh, and, interesting. Um, and so she runs a, a podcast. A, like a daters podcast and mm. uh, it's uh, it's really cute so far I mean I'm like halfway in uh, there's been a little spice mm. uh, but it's more in the rom-com game okay so I've quite enjoyed it so far cool. how about you do you have anything that you're working um, on right now so I've been really behind because of school Um, But I do have, like, several books going, um, and I still need to. So I think I shared last month that Kay made me a book tree for Christmas. And so I still have to read my February book, which was um, Wicked Beauty by Katie Roberts. So we've read her, Katie Robert, um, which is the second after the other one that we read, right, I think. I think it is. Yeah. Um, so I still have that one to read. Um, but then, so I was at the doctor one day and I forgot my book. And so 
I downloaded a NetGalley that actually has just come out, I think, last week. It's called, oh, let me go back, Sisters of Fortune by Anna Lee Huber. And it's a Titanic movie. Uh, I mean, book. Oh. Um, and so I haven't got too far. I'm only like 8% in. <laughs> um, okay. And then I've been reading to Ronnie Pastor Stevens' new book, Do the New You. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that came out February 20th. Yes. No, 13th. Oh, The Sisters of Fortune. No, I mean The Sisters of Fortune, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm really behind in doing my review because you really should do it beforehand, but, I mean, you can do it afterwards. <laughs> um, so those are my books currently. <laughs> nice. I do have one in my list. Let me pull it back up here. I pulled it up, and then I was looking at the other one, Sisters of Fortune. It's called Where Lost Girls Go. Um, apparently, I bought it back in August. It's actually free to purchase on Kindle right now. Um, it's book one of a bunch. Um, it is by B.R. Spangler. Ooh. And... Um, Apparently, it's a detective who discovers the body of a teenage girl um, near the shoreline in the Outer Banks, and um, it, she wonders if this could be her daughter that was kidnapped 14 years prior. Mm. Um, and then it says, but it only takes one look to confirm that the girl with bruising around her throat is another family's tragedy. Um, so it looks really good. Apparently, it looks like it came out. May of 2020, mm. but it has like 6,700 five-star reviews. Ooh. And I'm like, we're good. But apparently I bought this back in August and it popped up through uh, free book seat. came up again today. It's marked as free. And so I was like, wait, I have this one. So I screenshot it so I could go back. I think I want to read that one next. Cool. Because um, it looks intriguing. And then we have I mean, our... And I yeah, go ahead. No, and I own it already, so why? Oh, yeah. So why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. And then we have our March read coming up. The Push by Ashley Audrain. Yes. I'm glad you pulled that up, because I, I have it here, but I... I can't remember if I've read this, if not if I've read it. Obviously, I haven't read it. If I have it or not. <laughs> okay. I probably should have noted that on our list, if I had it or not. I did not. Um, Thrift Books has it currently for fairly inexpensive. I have to take. A look I do at not currently have this because when I pull it up, it would tell me like you own this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't currently. But this one came out in January of 2021, um, and apparently it's a psychological drama yes. about the making and breaking of a family. And it has 327,000 reviews. Isn't that insane? Of four stars. So, I mean, not quite five, but, I mean, it's still pretty good. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good. I I always take stuff like that with a grain of salt. Me too. Um, If it had 327,000 at three stars, I might pass. Mm -hmm. Um, But things like novels and movies are so subjective. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that even like Josh and I were looking at IMDb and like looking at ratings for some of our absolute favorite movies and they're not rated fantastic. They might have six or six and a half stars. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? That's right. an amazing movie. Right. Why aren't you rated better? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always take stuff like that with a grain of salt because a lot of it is personal preference. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you can't always rely on the influence of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, no, so I get that. But I'm excited to dig into that one. So that is our March read. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy that we're already looking at March. Like we're we're already down the barrel of March. Which yeah, is insane. This is like Q one is almost over. <laughs> That's wild. I know. Like I just and then before we know it, it's going to be June and the kids will be out of school. Oh dear God. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. I am not ready for that. Although I think their spring break is, and their spring break is late this year. I think Easter is March thirty first. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's all coming too fast. Yeah, all too fast. And then their last day of school is in the end of May, May twenty seventh. Yep, we have like twelve weeks of school left. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. Dear goodness. I don't know. I'm not ready. Not ready for that. No. <laughs> not. Well, anyway. So if you guys have any suggestions for us, any recipes, um, DM us or email us. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Books and Brunch Podcast. You can email us at Books and Brunch Podcast at gmail.com. Or um, you can also follow us on our website, www.booksandbrunchpodcast.com. We'll see you in March. Bye.